You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. We are the Fantasy Joes. I'm at Rota Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, from the Pillow Palace, which looks a little bit different tonight in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it is... At Fantasy Joe underscore Will, Will the Thrill Greenwood. Okay, let's stop before we lose all of our listeners. Oh, <laughs> you guys are all welcome. I could have gone for 30 seconds more. I did it to a Vox on Ryan earlier today. It was totally worth it. Oh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. So uh, has all the snow melted away up there in your neck of the woods? No, seven to eight inches, everybody. 2020. <laughs> Uh, welcome i had to get the snowblower out but trust me it was kind of fun yeah uh, it's, it's the get the driving get, home the commutes are the only bad part if it like the first snow of the year i will send you a picture when i was in stop traffic of this car in front of me uh i decided not to take a picture with my phone bad idea i guess in general but it uh had snow completely covering the rear windshield i said <laughs> ryan this is what this first snowfall looks like in minnesota every year <laughs> They just got up. They're like, I don't have time to clear up my windows. I just got to no, go. This was in the afternoon. So this would be like, <laughs> this was like at 445. Cause I left work a little bit early. Assuming it's going to take me like an hour to get home. And it took me like 45 minutes versus like 25. Huh? You know, so this is just proof that, that 2020 sucks. And, um, you know, it's sad will, because we were on the, um, Fitz magic mystery tour and now it's a, the Fitzmagic farewell tour, oh, and that's really bye sad. Bye, Magic. Though what's worse is that he was his his being like I was totally blindsided by this. What can the man do? I don't know, and I I don't think he was really blindsided. I I think that, or, or, I don't know, maybe maybe he was, but he he was he's been saying right for weeks that like I know I'm just keeping the seat warm for the for the for the you know the kid, and he's gonna come in and be great. And then um, and I don't I mean listen I don't blame him I don't blame him for being like you know, this sucks. And what, what, what was the quote? Amardo Seguero said that he was like, you know, I, I got fired. Then I had to spend, you know, the, the rest of the day in a room with the person that fired me and the guy that's replacing me or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it, it is disappointing. And, um, you know, probably if you had, you know, if you have Fitzpatrick on your team, it's not like you really we're counting on him going into the year, but it was nice that to use him for the first six weeks of the season. I know I used him in some, some leagues and um, that was nice, but you know, it's, it's done and we'll move on. It's hard. Cause two is so cute, you know, like sitting on the field afterwards, calling his parents. Like you can't, it's not like you're bringing in. Oh, I don't know. Matt liner or something, you know, it's, it's Tua. <laughs> it's the only other left-handed quarterback I could think of. Right. Well, anyway, what, so what? What's next? So Fitz Fitzpatrick is he done? Does he have any value? Is something going to happen? What do you think? Right, you know where he's going. You know where he's going. Go back to the Jets, help them out. No, he's going hurt. to the Niners. <laughs> Fitzpatrick to the Niners. He's going to have one more season with them. Jimmy G fixed fixed things though. He he looks good in it last week. Are they going to replace Jimmy G with Fitzpatrick? Yeah, I would in a second. <laughs> That would be a dream scenario. It would be better than what's going on, on Twitter right now. As of this recording, um, well, it's the show will drop tomorrow, so I'm sure it will still be the buzz. Is is the Antonio Brown stuff on Twitter? It's just like all people are talking about, and I don't know why this is a big issue because we we kind of knew he was going to come back. He's going to sign with somebody, um, and and the debate on whether to pick him up in your leagues maybe that's more of a redraft thing because in my dynasty leagues, I, I was curious. I looked, 
he's pretty much owned everywhere. Someone's got him on the end of the roster. So. Oh yeah, I still have him in one of our leagues together, Ryan. Yeah, just because like once you've once you've like what you gave up to get Antonio Brown at the point in time that I acquired him, I just can't drop him. Like that's a team that I kept Gronk on there forever too, and finally let him go. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, he's you know, unless you're like in super shallow dynasty leagues, he's probably worth having at the end of your roster because there's this talk about like you know, people in your league that are dropping younger assets for Antonio Brown, they're crazy. Take advantage of them in trades. I'm not seeing that in my leagues. I don't know what dynasty leagues these these people are playing in. But yeah, somebody dropped Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Antonio Brown. (laughs) Six of my seven dynasty. No, that's anyway. Enough about that. Enough about, about old guys that may or may not help this year what about if they're dropping like dever devin duvernay ryan i'm totally don't you want a part don't you want a part of that high flying ravens passing attack yeah man talk about a team we can talk about that but um yeah you know going into the year with with the i I guess the tiny landscape the way it is i still like mark andrews but but man it's like talk about an up and down season he's had right i mean either you're gonna he's gonna be huge for you and score you know catch a couple touchdown passes or he's gonna do nothing for you it's crazy yeah, it's 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 a tough one so far. It's fun though. It's what makes dynasty fun. Yeah, I just think the league is probably cut up to that Baltimore offense, um, and it's not. You know, we 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 and you know, like Chris Harris for example talks about this every year. I, but we fall into this trap every year. We make these assumptions about teams, like you know, Baltimore once again is going to come rolling into the year. I know I'm not suggesting their offense is horrible or anything. Lamar Jackson's still good, but you know, we I think a lot of people just had this idea that okay they're just going to keep rolling and have this unbelievable offense. And, you know, if you have Ravens on your roster, um, other than, I mean, you're probably okay with Lamar Jackson, but probably we're expecting more. Um, but I think Mark Andrews, once again, up and down, uh, Hollywood Brown has had some moments, but not, not that the consistency you might've wanted to see from him. There was some buzz on like miles Boykin, you know, and that hasn't happened. Uh, the backfield, forget about it. You know, you, you can't trust any of those guys. It's just not a good situation. Yeah, that, that backfield too. It's, I was listening to a dynasty podcast where they were putting JK Dobbins above CEH now in dynasty value uh, because of Le'Veon Bell being signed by the chiefs and that effect on it. I just don't, I don't, I'm, am I, am I missing the boat here that rookie year usage? And I know this was before CEH is like nice game last week, but Dobbins hasn't, I mean, he had the the, uh, week one, but hasn't done like anything like his snap shares and carries and targets are all worthless. Yeah. I mean, it can still turn around though. We've seen this before where guys start slow and then, you know, maybe he comes out of the bye week and, and blows up. I'm not predicting that, but it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Uh, I, but I am. I am. I am. J.K. Dobbins, let's go. Because if you're wrong here, Ryan, on this hot take of J.K. Dobbins exploding after the bye week, <laughs> nobody cares. But if I say J.K. Dobbins comes out and is a bona fide RB1 after the bye week, if I'm right on that, it's a win for all. Yeah, and I know this is what we do. Obviously, we do a density podcast and we talk and we, we actually do hot, bold, spicy takes. So this is going to sound maybe a little bit, um, you know, the pot calling the kettle black, so to speak. But it does drive me a little bit crazy that we, you know, there's this news and we react to it. We make these bold statements like, OK, Leonard Fournette's going to Tampa Bay. Forget about Ronald Jones. Just He's, he's worthless. He's done. Um, and, and listen, Fournette could come back and take over that backfield and, and, and Ronald Jones could be done. But clearly... You've had some, at least some usable weeks from Ronald Jones, no matter what happens the rest of the way. You're same thing good with, if you have Ronald Jones right now. Yeah. It's the... same thing with Le'Veon Bell. It's like, oh, Le'Veon Bell is, you know, he's going to go in there and he's going to be a league winner. He's going to, you know, forget about CEH, you know, and, and that, you know, I mean, it could still happen, I guess, but, 
you know, the early returns seem to indicate that CH is going to be just fine. And maybe he's not going to be uh, running back one this year, but I, I feel pretty good that he's going to be running back two. So I don't know. I just feel like we're so quick to react to this news and make these bold proclamations. And I don't know. I was also thinking about this in the car ride. The like, so, you know, Frank Gore is this ancient legend who's been around forever. But could you imagine if you had Adrian Peterson from his rookie year till now, how many games you've gotten to start Adrian Peterson, like him to be a fantasy viable option, even this late into his career. I know that he's never been like a, yes, I'm excited to click, you know, the start button on Adrian Peterson, but that is, I think that's something that that I was just like thinking about it and just amazed at the amount of times that you literally from his whole career, his fantasy starts that you could click on might be up there of the highest of all time for running backs. Yeah. It's an unbelievable story and he still keeps doing it too. I I know that, we saw Swift uh, maybe sort of a breakout and we'll talk about that in a, a couple of minutes, but yeah, I mean, what a great story AP is. And I mean, it's, it's fun. It's what yeah, makes it fun. Even coming out of the bye week if you're hurting at running back, you can click on Adrian, you know what I mean? Like you can still say, yep, I'm going to give him a go. Like, uh, you know, you're going to start him over like Corey Clement this week or so, you know, <laughs> Although yeah, Corey I, Clement I, really, um, he was really begging to be in my hot take this week. <laughs> That was the sneaky pickup from this week too. If he was on the waivers and everybody was scrambling for Boston Scott, probably not your, your deeper dynasty leagues or anything like that, but uh, he's the arbitrage play to, to Boston Scott here. Corey, I mean, do we forget that Corey Clement had one of the better touchdown catches of all time running back in the Super Bowl from yeah. insert nickname here for Nick Foles. Yeah. And, and Boston Scott, you know, we'll, we'll see, he, he, you know, put up a dud week one, but a lot of people were counting on him and, and that could happen again. Maybe Boston Scott just caught some magic last year and, and Clement is the guy to own. But, hey, well, let's do a quick recap of, of last week of week six and get into, first of all, we'll do the Derek Henry moments of the week. Um, and for me, maybe it's the, what's fresh on my mind, but I think of Kyler Murray going back home to Texas and crushing the Cowboys uh, Kyler Murray is the one guy that has put up a QB one week, six weeks in a row this season, Kyler Murray. Um, so I, it was good to see that. And and I know it was against the Cowboys and their pathetic team. And only completing defense. nine passes. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Weird. <laughs> but, but he's, you know, he's kind of this year's Lamar Jackson in a sense because of of just the the ground production man he's just he's not so much fun to watch well have you changed your t- I, I know you were kind of pessimistic about him going into the year a little bit have you changed your tune a little bit now you uh, yeah that? yeah you, you have to yeah so that was that's that's my kickoff for my derrick henry moment what, what's what's yours, what's yours no question? ryan kyler murray's still bad don't ever start him <laughs> which is not i didn't ever say that but uh the, so so to kick mine off ryan was just the the spot starts of the week uh this is a very personal one but Trey Burton at tight end after you saw Mo Alley Cox, you know, you know, be ruled out was a nice little scoop and score. Also, it's fun when Trey Burton's a fantasy thing, but it's also that that the tight ends for the Colts. I still want Mo Alley Cox to be the the one spot, but he's just kind of like hung around. And then also, Ryan, that, that filters into this is is Philly Rivers uh finally having a productive fantasy game for us. Yeah, and, and you know, I should have had this under letdowns, and we're not in letdowns yet, but um, in a league that Will and I are in, our Empire League, you it's a ten-team league, one quarterback, ten-team league, one quarterback, but the pretty much depleted. And I, I thought I was savvy because I'm like, I'm going to get the like the best quarterbacks on the waiver <laughs> wire. So I, I, I got you know Dalton and I got Fitz Fitzpatrick, but I left Philip Rivers out there, 
and, and Will scooped him up for nothing, and he outscored my Ryan Fitzpatrick start. Well, and... The reason I scooped him up is because you brought him up <laughs> last week on the show. <laughs> well, you I mean, you would have looked and known you needed a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You, but, but anyway, um, you, you it didn't matter. You demolished me no matter what. You could have started um, – um, anybody, you could have started Mr. Bisky and would have would have still won that matchup. So. It does worry me for that Cowboys offense as a whole. That team is in disarray. Oof, yeah, so you think about that Andy Dalton scoop up. Like that, they are. I, I'm just I'm just really worried. Yeah, well, like, there's I a lot of dynasty value in that team and regular season value and and what. Ugh. Yeah, and and you know that that's. I mean, not that I'm worried about Zeke will be fine. Obviously, Zeke is going to be a running back one, but. You know, it, it does worry. I mean, if they can't move the ball as well, obviously he's not going to get as, as many looks at you know at the goal line and, and that kind of thing. Um, but but more worried, I'm more worried for their wide receivers and like a guy like Dalton Schultz who had some potential and that that might be fading into the sunset. We'll see. Maybe they'll trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Will and the Cowboys will be, you know, back back in the saddle. Oh man, can you imagine Ryan Fitzpatrick supporting four pass catchers and Z, like and Z got to have that five pass like that would be the fantasy gold mine if Fitzpatrick was there, yeah. and he'd have that locker room under control. All their problems would go away. It would just be, <laughs> mm. sure, sure, I'm sure they would. Okay. I would love to see Fitzpatrick with the Dallas star on him. I'm a Dallas fan. My my next moment, uh, DeAndre Swift breakout. I put a question mark. I I don't know if it's going to be a breakout or not, and and still um ap's there and is going to get plenty of uh touches in that backfield but it was good to see that i mean guy we're excited about um so hey let, let's see if it could keep going we, we could use another um you know rookie running back pro- producing for us this year in 2020 that's for sure could you imagine how much higher we'd be under deandre Smith right now if he caught that touchdown in game one yeah he'd yeah, have absolutely. two two touchdown games under his belt he'd have all this explosive production versus now he just has the one big week he'd have two very massive weeks uh, yeah. my next, my next big one, I'm just going to skip the, the kind of Carson Wentz talk. It was really fun, but gotta love that George Kittle's back on the map after his knee injury, you know, and being kind of hung out to dry on that Garoppolo throw and the, the potential just like, it's almost like nails on a chalkboard when you have your star tight end that you have a lot of capital invested in not producing mm-hmm. what Kittle's been done now in back-to-back weeks has just been, it's just been great. It's been back to normal. Yeah. He's, he's so much fun to watch and um d- despite you know missing time only playing four games he is your tight end too um and, and i think it's clear in the tight end landscape that um yeah yeah there's mark andrews but we talked about him being up and down johnny smith's coming on there's darren waller's pretty good but it, it's it's the the kelsey and kittle show um at, at the tight end position if you, if you have those guys you have a distinct advantage um because after that, well, I got, I got, you got to think. I mean, I get that it might be overactive two weeks, but if you had any questions in your mind of who the tight end one is in Dynasty, they got to be gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kittle is is the tight end one in, in, in Dynasty, but I got to say, for for Travis Kelsey, man, Mister Consistency. I mean, knock on wood, but but the guy just every week, you know, shows up, he plays, he produces. But but yeah, Kittle um, is 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 special too, and and the, both those guys are just you know. Imagine if the Niners traded for Travis. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be something. That would be something. <laughs> um, just uh, a, a couple other things I'll, I'll, I'll mention here. Uh, speaking of tight ends, just quickly, uh, Anthony first, first, is it Fisker? I, that's his name. Um, you know, Fisker. It, it's Fisker. Fis- like Fisker. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, it's first, it's first, sir. First, sir. 
Do me the tight end one for, for last week, you know, eight catches, 113 yards, a touchdown. That's fun. Um, the, you know, I have to mention the, the bears when the Packers lose. So my bears are tied for first place. Is it a mirage? Is it not? I don't know. We'll play another team that um, might be a mirage too. The, the, that they've beat up on the NFC East and, and no one else, the, the Rams. So that's a intriguing Monday night game. Which we'll talk about more later just and, to see you know, which one of these teams they may both both be pretenders, frankly, but it'll be interesting to see. I was thinking about this as well, Ryan. When we come into the end of the season, moving to next season for quarterback landing spots, we talked about like coaching staffs and things like that. It Matt Nagy might be the because he inherited Trubisky after a year, right? So maybe this isn't the best example. Yeah, but like a, a coach can't fix everything, uh, so. Because Trubisky's value when Nagy came in was like super high and then it's kind of moved down. I was just thinking about that overall with how we're going to look at quarterbacks and project them in the future. I don't have any like hard thoughts on it, but just the whenever there's a point, there's a counterpoint. And Mr. Trubisky is that. Um, one, one more moment I want to mention um, the just Justin Jefferson doing it again. You know, Jeff, Justin Jefferson will is the in PPR leagues is the wide receiver eight overall this year. Um, he, he's joined by CD lamb, um, among rookie wide receivers, um, that are number one, uh, wide receivers this year. He's the wide receiver 10. So here's a quick question for you before we move on to letdowns. Um, unless you've got some other moments you want to mention, would you take Justin Jefferson, CD lamb, or would you take someone from the field of, of rookie wide receivers right now for dynasty? I, I uh, of one. I'd probably go CD lamb still. Slightly over Justin Jefferson. Is it close or is it like CeeDee Lamb slam dunk for, for you? I, 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 am, I, am I being too pessimistic and saying like, I, I want to see this Vikings offense more? Because I think the rest of this year, we saw enough with CeeDee Lamb and Dak that assuming Dak is back next year, that that's going to be still special moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I think they're both great. And, and this was not a revelation. Um going into to this class we knew this class was just loaded and i i think we may look back at this this class and th- this may be one of the best wide receiver classes ever because i think both these guys are obviously they're showing it they're producing they're they're great uh jerry judy when the situation in denver solidifies i think he's going to be great um even the guy like uh um uh, daryl mooney that, that's the, essentially the wide receiver team for the bears right now i'm not, I'm not comparing him to these guys but he, he was like the 24th wide receiver drafted in this draft and he's probably going to be you know, you know, maybe wide receiver three or four, at least fantasy viable for a while, it seems. So this class is, was unbelievably deep. And yes. um, Chase Claypool, we haven't mentioned. I mean, it's really exciting, Well, these wide receivers. I feel terrible because I'm not going to – I don't remember his name, but we were doing that two tight end episodes, and his hot take was that Darnell Mooney was going to be a thing for the Bears. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. I went, yeah. I went and scooped him up anywhere that he was still available. Yeah. So thank you. That's great advice. I think it was, I think it was, it was Anthony Mancini, wasn't it? At football, yeah. memory serves. Yeah. So that was good. That was good. And I've got a couple weeks too. So um, I, I'm I'm am surprised. I mean, I thought you know that was my me being a Bears fan, like this r- ridiculous optimism for him. But I, I mean, so far so good. Early returns. I, I, all right, let's get into letdowns. Of course, we got to name the segment the Alexander Madison letdown segment because wait, Ryan, one more highlight. One more highlight. JJ okay. Arcega Whiteside got a touchdown. I missed that. Apparently Man. it was a fumble from Miles Sanders into the end zone that our second point side <laughs> fell on. Hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. Ooh. Right? Ooh. <laughs> All right. 
Alexander Madison letdowns. I, I mean, we'll just kick it off with Alexander Madison. Well, I mean, very disappointed. I have Alexander Madison basically in every league I'm in that, that I'm not in with Trey. And, and man, he um, he just just bombed. And I here's what this was the biggest mistake I made. Well, in DFS this week, it was huge. I started Madison over Derrick Henry in my cash lineups. I'm an uh, idiot. I'm an idiot. Cause I'm like, well, I, you know, I just, it was stupid and it was a huge mistake. No equal, huge. equal output. I want to save a couple of bucks. I think he was uh, like $200 cheaper or something. Stupid. Ryan, Ryan. Ugh. Alexander Madison says, just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. I like it. That was great. Too bad, um, too, I can't wait though. Cause, cause that week, week six is over Alexander Madison. Thank you. Um, I, I love, always appreciate a good Hamilton reference. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so what's, what about you? Letdowns. Uh, so I just going to go teams of the Browns and Cowboys are a big letdown overall and worried about their future fantasy production as teams for this season. It's sad to see stuff that makes you stress about your, your lineups and what you're doing. Uh, and then to, for the more fun one, ranks, I'm just going to pair these together. Uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill's usage and trajectory uh you know top you know dynasty asset wide receiver top redraft wide receiver are you are you nervous at all about what's what's happening there in kansas city no i i I mean maybe a little but i think that's just the way teams are playing the chiefs right i think they're trying to you know take away those big plays so the the chiefs are taking what's giving to what's given to them and um and even patrick Mahomes even mentioned that at the end of the first Monday, I guess it was, I, I call it Monday afternoon football, but I guess it was Monday early evening football um, where he said, you know, teams are, are just trying to take away those big plays over the top. So we're taking what's given to us and that's what they've done. So, um, but if teams do that all year to the chiefs, and I think that is the way to, to beat them, then, then yeah, it's going to cap his upside. So um, just kind of a letdown overall, like having to think about that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little worried for sure but I'm not super worried. Um, but, but yeah, on weeks where he, you know, I mean, basically if you look at his targets, um, you know, six, 11, six, 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 three. Um, it looks like he w- was a little bit more targeted last year, but games, he gets six targets and doesn't find the end zone. It's not a huge week for you. So that's, that's a little disappointing, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm um, not overly worried, but it's crossed my mind now from that same game. Um, the Bills and the Chiefs, another Josh Allen dud. Are, are that, he's not a letdown for me, and then we can move on. Are you worried about uh, Josh Allen? Uh, I think you got to not be worried right now after two games that, that weren't as good. You, you, you got to see it a little bit more. I think the concerns are popping up that it were there before, but uh, it, it we need just a little bit bigger sample size with Josh Allen to really be worried. Maybe like start – Start the worry, but don't lose any sleep yet. Yeah, still your quarterback two overall um, after six weeks. So it's yeah, don't don't worry too much. Um, but but yeah, it'll be and he'll bounce back with the Jets. I'll have a huge week this week. So you know it, it, that that one week will at least fix that temporarily. Yeah, there now the Jets. There's the team that we got right in the off season. Hey, the Jets <laughs> going to be terrible. Ha! I think it's it's pretty easy to to get that right, but I but I think it is hard sometimes to you know double down on offenses because the because the league, league is smart at least defensively they'll they'll figure teams out and figure out how to slow, at least slow them down to finish shut them down. <laughs> That's 
Yeah, that's why uh, Dow Loggins, I believe his quote was, uh, teams are focusing on Le'Veon Bell on defense, so we just stopped playing him. <laughs> so we just decided to, let's just, let's just release him because yeah, you know, he's, teams he's are focused too, on him. He's too covered. He's too, <laughs> they know that he's a good player, so he had to go. So we're just going to have a... Classic you know, Dow Loggins. This yeah. is, I almost hope they go to a different team just so we can keep this narrative up. Oh, gosh um that yeah i I mean i don't know i i'd I'd like every team to i like i actually like the nfl when there's you know there's a little bit of hope with some teams and i just feel like with the jets there's there's just no hope right now could you imagine being a jets fan just be the worst yeah there's no like tanking for trevor because if they get the first pick trevor staying in college yeah right right no kidding they're all staying you know it's like no no, it's like that's no one goes into the draft um all right uh let's get to our tweet of the week and this is a quick one this is kind of a fun one i don't know if you saw this yet on the show sheet will um this is robbie jeffries at nfl robbie on on twitter i I like this seeing joe flacco on the trade block in my dynasty leagues is the equivalent to someone dumping an old worn out couch on their curb with a handmade sign that says free (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, joe yeah, uh, what I, I quit. So my, you know, quick maybe actionable advice around this: the the trade bait um, feature in your leagues. Do, do you ever have any success with that, or is it always you got to go directly offers? Go 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 to the chat and post. I want to move this person. The I don't know. I, I I like having it out there, and I like looking at other teams' trade bait. But then I also look at the dates that they've been updated. And so anything that's recent, you at least know that they're looking at their lineups. I don't even really pay attention to a lot of the players that are on there. Uh, I've had success working with it. I haven't had a lot of success posting it. Because anytime I will post like a big time player, you just get the low ball offers first and then you'll counter and then that conversation dies. Yeah, yeah, I I feel the same way. But that's how I got like Kareem Hunt in in a league that we're in together is Kareem Hunt hit the trade block and then we worked a deal out. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm muy interessante i think it's like a tool that has some value but it's not the only thing you can do it's like i'm gonna make some deals today i'm gonna i'm gonna update all my uh, all my trade bait and my mfl leagues i just like that's effective but you can do that and you can put it in the the chat and send some offers and you might get something cooking yeah i really wanted to but didn't put andy dalton on the trade block like the third quarter of that cowboys game when tack went down (laughs) i didn't do it i didn't have the heart or i just didn't think to like really go through with it yeah I do think timing is everything with, with trades, especially this time of year. Like the, the I've, I don't know if you've noticed this well, but in most of my leagues, like the, it, they've been very active this week. If, if we, if I haven't seen deals or, or made deals, at least I'm, I'm seeing people talk about them. And, and, and I, so this is a good time to, to strike. Um, be, be, and especially if somebody has a big performance. So, you know, if someone goes off this week that you want to move, then it's a good time to do it. Cause you know, we're emotionally invested and, um, and tensions are high and people like trading, you know, um, you know, I don't, I certainly don't want to get political because we're, cause we're not, but, um, you know, with the elections coming up, everyone, everyone is like this heightened anxiety, you know, no matter how you feel about them or who you're voting for. And I think, you know, that helps with trading. Cause it's like, I need a distraction and, and trading makes people feel good. So I think that was a really good time to get deals done. So that's, Ooh. that's how we'll leave it. Uh, Ryan, I need you to look at the past election years and see if trades have increased like the week before the election or not. Go ahead, do that deep dive. That'll be next week's show. I'm sure we get a lot of listeners, especially if we label it like election special, you know, because 
because people go to that. That's why people listen to Dynasty podcasts so for the political talk because you know they can't get it anywhere else. <laughs> there were there were many trades. Some will say the best trades ever have happened during this time. Uh, all right, let's let let's. Um, so, so you put something on the show she didn't see. Will you want to you want to talk about? Um, dynasty ranking value in our projections well I, I just wanted to think like how often have you thought about our 2021 you know august adps with with rookie wide receivers and quarterbacks like is, is do you think herbert's gonna sneak up into the top 12 now justin jefferson's looking like he could easily sneak up into that top 12 wide receiver if chase claypool continues any of this even on the low target volume from last week uh is there anybody that you that you're, you've kind of been thinking of or, or moving? Like Justin Jefferson's been the talk of the town lately. I don't think we need to dive, dive deep into him. So is Chase Claypool, right? But uh, the other the other aspect of that is like Michael Thomas has been a center a centerpiece in a lot of the deals that have been talked about and being moved. You know, like for Justin Jefferson plus kind of something like that. Have you reacted and made any deals in your leagues or like thought even thought about making deals for these guys now? Like you're buying high but with a higher ceiling. Well, well, yeah. I, I mean, I think that it, it certainly, I mean, changes my, my, I mean, I think it's just natural, right? You, you've got, I think you've got to react. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, yeah. You don't want to look into the future and take some chances. And if, if someone hasn't performed that you really feel strongly about, I, I think it makes sense to make a move. Like Jerry Judy is probably a good example. I think Jerry Judy is going to be an outstanding wide receiver in this league. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to get him cheap because if someone drafted Jerry Judy with the fifth or sixth rookie pick overall it's not like they're going to just say oh well i made a mistake and move on but maybe when the season started he he wasn't someone you can acquire and if that same owner is competitive and they want to get some veteran assets you could you can make that move and the same with with guys like um alvin Kamara coming into the year uh, you know i i think this was before he signed his extension um i, I was worried about that and and you know just was he going to bounce back and you know, I, I made one deal in the league we're in to, to acquire him and, and I, I moved swift in that deal. And I mean, it's different because it's a contract league too. So it's a little bit different, but, <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah, that, that was motivated by what I've seen this year and, and my value of him, to, you know, seeing him differently. So, so absolutely. Yeah. Of course it influences my, I, I want to be more bullish on him and I want to go out and try to acquire him. I just am still, and maybe it's just me, but I, I, I am still a lot of hands off right now on rookie wide receivers. We're only six weeks in. I'm a, I have not made an offer for any rookie wide receiver that's boomed so far. I'm, I'm willing to gamble that this is going to stagnate or not be like six weeks from now, rookie wide receivers might not have the value that they do right now in these guys. I guess that's where this, this kind of conversation comes up is that and it's boring. It's boring dynasty strategy, but I don't trust that they're going to rise to the point of being a big enough fantasy asset that you should be leveraging the entire future for them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think we have to remember that sometimes, you know, guys can go off to hot, hot starts and fade or get injured and, and their value can change. Like I remember Will Fuller when his rookie year, I mean, people forget that Will Fuller just came out of the gates fast and had, had some big games and, then, you know, I think that first year he got injured and, you know, I, I just think it's one of those things. Like, I, I agree with you. I think it's too early to um, put a flag in the ground and declare that, you know, Justin Jefferson is definitely a top 12, you know, what overall wide receiver. No, I, I'm, I, I am with you. I, I do think you need to be careful, but, but I think that veterans for whatever reason you didn't believe in um, like, I think Derek Henry is a good example. Um, but, you know, I'm, I've, 
historically not been the biggest Derrick Henry guy. Uh, but, you know, if you look at what he's done recently, um, and, you know, going back to last year, you say here, is it time to accept the season's production? I, I think it is, I, I, especially with the, you know, all the <laughs> of injuries. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I put that in because of course it's time to accept this season's production. Like he's no, but but I, but I mean, like you know, uh, you know, he and he, I, I don't know, he's you know, he's going to be there for uh, for a while in Tennessee, and that seems to be the the perfect situation for him. And um, yeah, maybe he he has some holes in his game, and like he doesn't catch passes generally speaking. But yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy that could could win a championship. So yeah, and variable variables looking like quite the epic coach. Uh, he is, isn't he? It's so weird out of the out of, just out of the whole like Patriots tree that the player comes out and is actually he's a, he's a pretty studly coach but uh with, with Derrick Henry it's the the reason he's in there too is like now Jack Conklin went down you know maybe you can use that as like leverage in a trade piece that somebody you know might give up on a little bit easier I don't necessarily know if Jack Conklin is the reason why Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry yeah but uh, it doesn't help when somebody like that is gone no it it, it doesn't um it's Conklin, right? Because the other guy got traded to or signed with the Browns. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I think that's that's Taylor Lewan. Was no, is it Taylor Lewan that just went down and Conklin yeah. went to the Browns? Right, that's correct. That's okay. Correct. Sorry, sorry, everybody. You're you're forgiven for not knowing all the offensive line starters for every team in the NFL. Well, it's okay. I did just mute in time to sneeze, so we'll call it a win. <laughs> uh, so um, that, then, that, that's 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 that, so that's kind of the piece because like these these dynasties it's in a weird year where we don't really know how to handle everything and things are changing with COVID like an older running because at this point in time Derrick Henry's an older running back, uh, he's, yeah he's the like he's the the piece that you trade for and you just don't want to get burned. Yeah, it, it's yeah, and I and I think too there there is some wisdom out there that. Um, in, in a year like this, maybe this isn't the year to be aggressive and chase titles in your league because we just don't know how the season's going to play out and and just impacts on on starts because you know let's say you look ahead and and you see that a player has a great matchup during the playoffs and all of a sudden week fifteen that guy you know that their team can't play because there's this COVID outbreak on the team and that that they they set up a, an extra week in the NFL season. I think I think your playoffs are still going to be played in your fantasy leagues and your championships are still going to be played. So you, the reason you acquired that guy for the playoff run, it just may blow up in your face. So I think we do need to be aware of that. I guess that happens all the time, though. You trade for a guy and he gets injured the next week. Yeah, no, I mean, that's nothing you, new. But you can't really predict injuries. You can see some that's a higher injury risk. You know, like uh, James Conner has been more banged up. You know, and he could be in line for another injury. So he's a hard person to trade for. Ryan, like the, the league that we're in together, I moved uh, Cam Newton in a first for Ben Roethlisberger and Kareem Hunt for this year to still try to be competitive and make a run. You know, even after making that deal, I'm still like, oh, it's scary. Like, I think I think Nick Chubb is out longer than what, like, anybody's saying. Like, if, if Nick Chubb comes back this year, I think we should be happy. Has any production. So that, but that kind of thing, that's also one we'd bring to, like, I wanted to, like, pivot that to, like, if you had Nick Chubb and you're moving him from Derrick Henry, it's kind of almost like a lateral or similar like dynasty overall move, but I still struggle with that in my brain. Cause like Nick Chubb is like, he's like Derrick Henry, but I feel like slightly better in the passing game. So I, it's, it's I also just love Nick Chubb. I did see but anyway, it, that's where, that's where it comes from, you know, like, or another player that, you know, Miles Sanders is probably gonna be out for a little bit again. Like we're not getting let on that. It's going to be that bad, but 
what what I'm hearing on the other side is that he's going to be out for a few weeks. Is it that kind of like Miles Sanders for Derrick Henry type of deal for a team that's struggling and would like to build for the future? Because Miles Sanders is a much younger running back. Anyway. Yeah. I think I, I think at this point in time, if I had Nick Chubb or Miles Sanders, I would move either of them for Nick for Derrick Henry. I would bite the bullet. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Which I don't know where that phrase came from either. But that has to be like a dark history. Anyway. Hey, hey, well, we, we gotta we gotta transition into our hot what spicy takes because we are um starting to run a little short on time. Um, yeah, and, and I know this this episode hasn't been like as data dive like heavy, but we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. We're just having fun here. We have a long, it's a it's a long season. You know, we're we're only six weeks in, so our listeners will will forgive us, um, and they'll forgive our hot bold spicy takes for week six because once again, we fe- well no, well. Okay. Hey, wait, you hey, Ryan. Than, wait, you did better than me, but I don't I don't think you reached hey, your, way better. Uh, well, you did better than me, but you didn't you didn't get the the take right. So I'll just say mine. I I thought the Cowboys were going to win with Zeke going for one fifty and two TDs. Well, that, that certainly did not happen. If you said under and two fumbles, yeah, that's what um, I meant to say. That's what I, I knew. It, I knew. I'll I give it to you. Totally reversed the take, and and I I nailed it. Uh, man, I I really I man, I didn't think the Cowboys would would you know come out like that but 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 here but now that you know we we, we forget who their coach is and and the reason that the packers underperform <laughs> now we now we know why uh, mccarthy's the reason apparently but anyway and then your take you, you did have the broncos um beating the pats which was a fantastic call uh, so Woo. congratulations on that um but their their mvp was not your boy philip Lindsay, like you said it was actually their kicker uh, McManus that I think didn't he kick like six field goals in that game. Yeah, they all had, they scored only field goals, right? Like <laughs> tough to put up two touchdowns during that time. So Philip Lindsay did have a hundred yards rushing on the ground. Like of course he had of course he had a hundred yards rushing on the ground. You rarely rush through the passing game. <laughs> uh, but I, I I was paying attention to that. And man, that that offense is just iffy. But they did they did pull out the win. So I don't feel overly bad about it. Like that was too crazy. Yeah, well, Locks first game, they're missing Noah Fant. I, I think when Fant comes back, the, their offense will be a little bit better, maybe. And, and when Lock with another, you know, game under his belt, maybe they'll be better. All right, let's jump ahead to the Hot Bolt Spicy Dicks for week seven. We got five levels. We got Banana Pepper, we've got Jalapeno, Abanero, Ghost Pepper, and the Almighty Carolina Reaper. And by the way, I tried the, uh, I, I didn't even need to lose to try the donut because my wife went out and got Dunkin' and, and brought home the <laughs> Ghost Pepper donuts. Well, not not worth it, man. They, they just first of all, the first bite way too sweet, and then it just gets like oddly um, spicy, and it's it's just weird. And, and no uh, flavor and addition. A, and a spicy donut doesn't go well with coffee. It turns out, so I would oh, yeah. pass. Ugh. I would pass. So. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so it's a good punishment, actually. Um, the 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 ghost pepper donut from Duncan. Um, uh, I might have lost the sponsorship for us potentially down the road by disparaging Dunkin' Donuts, but hey. Krispy Kreme has been calling me for weeks. <laughs> Want to get in on this hot podcast action. They're like, your guys, our takes are just as fresh as our donuts. Here we go. I think, are they, are they even in business? I don't know. Like Krispy I have Kreme's no idea. I, what, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so Ryan, growing up in Davenport, you know, this is during the expansion times of Davenport, the, the great years. But we got a Krispy Kreme donut. And man, if we didn't eat a ton of those in high school, like you'd get them like fresh, like we'd have like our finals, you know, for the quarter. And so you'd, ha- it was black schedule. So you wouldn't have classes for half the day. And I remember the one half the day we finished 
went and bought Krispy Kremes. And after about like two, two and a half Krispy Kreme donuts, you might still be hungry, but by golly, do you not want to put another Krispy Kreme donut in your, in your, in your mouth. It's just like, it, they're fun. And like the freshness of them was really fun, but I think it's now a Chick-fil-A. So they really went, it's like the trendiest fast food. Yeah, I think what they what happened, if memory serves, is that they expanded too quickly, and then you know just got just overextended themselves and got into money trouble, and then then they failed. But but yeah, there's something special when those those hot Krispy Kreme donuts when they were fresh when they they came you know came piping hot. That was that was nice. But okay, well, let's try to get back to the <laughs> it takes. Um, uh, do you do you want to? Why don't you go second? I'll go first. I because I, I don't like mine's particularly spicy. Well, maybe part of it is, and that's probably the first part. So the Chicago Bears and, and a matchup of like who's the pretender and who maybe is a contender or at least a playoff team that will get kicked out of the first round. The Bears versus the L.A. Rams. I think the Bears are six point underdogs. Well, they're going to go into Los Angeles and beat the L.A. Rams. And I think as part of that, Allen Robinson is going to have at least seven catches, 100 yards and a touchdown. Chicago Bears, the Bears take down the L.A. Rams. Okay. 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 Uh, so I assume he'll be matched up with Jalen Ramsey quite a bit, although I don't know any stats right now of how well of a shutdown corner he's being, but, uh, Oh man, six point dogs in the road. I'll go ghost pepper, right? I'll go one under Carolina Reaper. All right. I don't think seven catches a hundred yards at a touchdown is like, I think he'll still lose that game with him doing that. Like air still good at the football. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I think it's, it's Monday night. It'll be a fascinating game because as I mentioned, as, as our listeners and you probably know, the Rams have been great against the NFC East, but they haven't beat anybody else. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And, and the bears really haven't beat anyone. Um, it's terribly impressive in my opinion. I know that Tampa Bay win was a good win, but I don't know. The, how the good Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ryan. I don't know how good the bucks really are. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. They just beat. The Minnesota Vikings, potentially. <laughs> Which goes back to my tank. I've been trying to pitch every single Minnesota Vikings fans that they just need to like continually lose. Their best hope is for the Jets to win a game somehow. And I, I don't think the Jets and Vikings play this year, but if I, they were ever going to throw a game, that would be the one. Uh, I, I, You know, one thing I, I think, just, just as an aside, before you get to your take, with the, looking at the NFC in general, I, I think the NFC is very weak compared to the AFC this year. Like, I don't think, like, I know Seattle is, is, is good. They're undefeated, but I, they, they have a really horrible defense. So I think all the NFC teams have major weaknesses that can be exploited by a number of teams, in the AFC. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But, well, uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, the green Bay has started off so well and the record is so, so impressive and, and the bears have done so well. I, I just think the NFC kind of sucks. So anyway. Yeah. It, it's a little bit of a shift this year for yeah. sure especially i mean the nfc east is just a dumpster fire yeah it is i mean you could be yeah you could you'd be you could basically be winless in that league and be like no nope, playoff hope's still alive <laughs> that's right let's go yeah uh so right i want to pivot here to a team we probably have all forgotten about because they had a bye week last week which again goes into the overall production numbers bye weeks and injuries and stuff like that earlier in the year uh but the raiders Ryan, they're three and a half point home dogs to the Bucks. So Bucks are going going to the West Coast. And in case in case you forgot, the Raiders are the lone blemish on the Chiefs record. So I'm going to go. The Raiders upset the Bucks at home, and kind of an arbitrary high number. But I want Rugs 
with 137 uh, plus yards receiving and a tutty. I almost wanted to go two touchdowns because like it's a hot take. And, you know, the last time we saw Rogs, it was two catches for 118 yards. But uh, I want, I, this is definitely with all my hot takes, it's always fantasy with casting a bit of it. But I think that the Raiders, they, I just, I, they, they show, they, I think they can show up for this big game and I think they can take them down, Ryan. I think they can take down the Bucks. I I do, and I actually feel pretty decent about your call that they can take down the Bucks. I don't feel as good about Rugs going 137 in touchdowns. So thus, I'm going to give this the Almighty Carolina Reaper. But oh. I love I love the take because because like I said, this kind of ties into my philosophy that the NFC is not that good. In in one of the maybe better NFC teams, um, Tampa Bay will 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 go into. Um, Las Vegas and and we'll see what happens. It's going to be a fun game for sure. I I, I think it's a great matchup. Um, definitely will be fun to watch. Uh, if you've ever seen the flight of the Concords, Ryan, the TV show is an HBO show uh, with Jermaine and Britt is the two New Zealanders. Uh, Jermaine has gone on to be in like other movies and stuff like that, but they are at a library performing a concert and they decide that or one of them decides that he's going to talk trash to a bunch of other rap groups. So he's like, Dr. Dre is not that good. Like, like exhibit is not that good. So when you say like the NFC is not that good, it just reminds me of like subtly <laughs> talking trash. Like it's not bad, but it's like they're oh they're not that good. That's anyway, I, I'm trying to avoid but, out there. Trying to avoid putting the E on the on the show for for explicit. We've been we've been clean as we usually are. So oh, the New York Jets are not that good. The New York Giants <laughs> are not that good. The Washington football team that may never be named are not that good. The Houston Texans still are not that good. The Vikings well, well, are not that good. This is a good. This is a good song to to, to play play us out well. So <laughs> let's let's do it. Uh, we are the Fantasy Joes. We're at FF Joes on Twitter. Will is at Fantasy underscore Will. I am at Ryan Livergood. Or no, I'm not at Ryan Livergood. I am at Roto Librarian. Where's <laughs> my name? Hello. I, I, that's my that's my like my, my real librarian account. If you want to check out that. Ooh. So. Anyway, on behalf of Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. A recent tweet from at Ryan Livergood. (laughs) We are currently out of and can no longer check out. Oh, I blank on the name now. You can't. Oh, you can't rip on 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 public libraries here. That that's that's not fair. No, this is just your Twitter account for it. (laughs) Just my Twitter account. Well, my Twitter account is pretty weak. I, I I have. I think, which is, which is sad. I have five times as many followers, I think on, on at Riddle Librarian than I do my at Ryan Livergood account. My, my like real professional account. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Right. P- <laughs> but I honestly like, so the, the at Ryan Livergood, Ryan, what do you tweet out on there that would generate followers? Um, oh, I have, I have, I have like, it's like library events and, and anything no, like, lo- there. Like, like local stuff happening in the community, local stuff happening in the community. So um, recently I, I tweeted a job opening we have at the library. Um, I tweeted about a virtual town hall event in Lake County. I tweeted today is independent bookstore day back in August 29th. So good stuff, man. If you're still listening, follow at Ryan Livergood for all the latest on what's going on at my library, what's going on in Lake County, Illinois, and what's going on in the library world. Uh, books, authors, it's good stuff. Check it out. Uh, and Ryan, my, my, my checkout joke was going to be really funny when I said that you guys were all out of catcher in the rye. That's the book I was looking for. It's the joke because that one tends to generate controversy.
Wait, right. You should tweet out catch when the rye is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien is overrated. Read it and prove me wrong. Uh, let's get out of here. See you, everybody.